Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from Audible.com. Let's get an update on all of the scandals and activity in Washington from Fred Barnes, editor with the Weekly Standard. Fred, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Always enjoy it. So I asked you last week if you'd ever seen a week like this in Washington. You said never. Uh, this team, to me, it's 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 been just as crazy this week. Well, it has been crazy. You know, here you have a, a leading government official from the Internal Revenue Service taking the Fifth Amendment, which suggests that uh, she does have something to hide. And, and, of course, this was Lois Lerner who was in charge of the whole operation at the IRS to decide who gets a tax-exempt status and who doesn't. Uh, so she was in a key position. It makes you wonder whether the president uh, should have said, uh, announced to all all employees of the federal government, uh, uh, particularly at IRS, that it's their obligation to cooperate uh, with congressional and other investigators. And, well, uh, or their job might be at stake. But uh, he didn't do that, and I think we're going to see more IRS employees show up before congressional committees and plead the Fifth Amendment. Uh, now, look, the Fifth Amendment is their right, but it's also... Michael, you're right and my right to think if they take the Fifth Amendment, they're hiding something that may be incriminating uh, in their case. But, Fred, I've I've been asking the question all week long. I get how a citizen can plead the Fifth, absolutely, and I get how a citizen can work at the IRS as a high-ranking official. I don't get how they can do both at the same time. Yeah. seems to me it has to be either one from column A or one from column B. I agree. Uh, and the president needs to enunciate that. He should have already. Uh, that, look, uh, you can't work for the federal government if you're not going to cooperate with investigators to see that your agency was being uh, uh, was handling uh, the American public uh, legally and correctly. Um, and yet the president hasn't done that. You know, I mean, from the beginning, when he first declared IRS being an independent agency, which, of course, it's not, as he found out when he fired the acting commissioner, uh, if it's an independent agency, he wouldn't have been able to do that. So, um, look, uh your rule of thumb that it's got to be A or it's got to be B uh, is the right one. It just doesn't happen to be the policy of this administration, and it's up to the president to enunciate that it, if it is, he hasn't done that. I actually think it's up to the Republicans to confront the president on this, and I don't understand how she can still have her job, and I think they should be Well, you know, well that's why funding. they're calling her back. Right. That's some, among, the other, uh, among other reasons why they're calling her back uh, to deal with that issue, but also to deal with the issue of whether she uh, has a right to plead the uh, Fifth Amendment, after she comes and testifies in her own behalf, defending herself, saying she's done nothing wrong, and then when it gets to questions, well, I'm taking the Fifth. Uh, can you do both, or have you waived your right to take the Fifth Amendment by already going through a, uh, a vigorous defense of yourself? Here's what's uh, fascinating to me about the scandals thus far, is normally in a political story, not normally, but mo I think more often than not, you get a, a story that breaks, you go, oh, my gosh, this is bad. And then you dig around into it and you find out that, well, they're mitigating circumstances. It's not as bad as you thought. <laughs> this has been the opposite, Fred. Everything we've looked at has gotten bigger. The AP story went from you know 20 people to 100 people to yep. Fox mm -hmm. News being spied on, including James Rosen's parents. The IRS went from there was a couple guys in Cincinnati to the whole country knew it to the pleading the fifth. Benghazi, every time there's a new revelation, mm -hmm. it highlights the fact that nobody knows where the president was or what he's doing. And now even with the, the drone story that's happening today where some people are disturbed about a president killing an American. Mm -hmm. Well, then it turned out it was three Americans. Now, no, 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 it was four, four Americans, Americans that the president killed. Yeah. Well, 
you know, Michael, you spent time in Washington. I thought yes. for sure that you would know that these things always get worse, that the cover-up uh, is is uh, worse than the actual crime. And But before the cover-up has been fully implemented, you learn a lot more than you did before, and you learn things are worse. Uh, I think that's more more what I expect here in Washington. And yet uh, we hear these utterly lame excuses coming from the White House about how the president's not involved or he can't be held responsible for these things. Uh, these things. Remember David Axelrod, the president's political advisor, uh, said, well, gee, just the government is so big, it's so vast, you can't expect the president to know all these things that are going on in agencies like the IRS or so on. Uh, I mean, And besides, you hear the uh, apologists for the president, and there's still a good number of them so writing now about the limited powers of the presidency. You know, these are the people that have been promoting over the years the unlimited powers of the presidency. You know, the people who defended President Obama for making recess appointments when the Senate was not in recess. But now, oh, the president's powers are limited. He can't uh, be in control of all these things. And and so uh, uh, we shouldn't blame him. Um, and on and on and on. I, I think mean, the this- message that the average person, who, you know, someone who's not you know, a, a wonk, maybe someone who doesn't read Weekly Standard, although they should, mm-hmm. gets is getting from all this is the message that I give all the time to my listeners, which is the government is lousy at pretty much everything you do. Mm-hmm. It's just that you give it to do. It's just that we're surprised to hear, boy, the government sure is lousy from President Obama, who is simultaneously yeah. an advocate of massive government and intrusion into yeah. your life from religious decisions, the Hobby Lobby cases being heard today, to uh, health decisions. He wants the government to make these decisions, and then when you say it went wrong, he says, well, what do you expect for the government? We suck at everything. Well, yeah. I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's a selling point. Mr. Obama, for your agenda. Well, remember, just a week ago, or maybe even less, and anyway, not this month, mm-hmm. the month of May, the president was at Ohio State University giving a commencement speech urging the graduates uh, to go into government. Right. The government was a, it was a great uh, service and, and uh, helped to mankind, and, and it's a, a really a, a moral and uh, upright thing to do to go into government. <laughs> now, we, now he's taking the other tack, as you point out, you know, this... But this is typical of a of a president and an administration that are in trouble. Uh, as you point out, you know, government automatically grows unless there's somebody at the top who's trying to impede it. Well, that, but it certainly grows and grows uh, uh, greatly if there's if there's somebody in the top who's trying to expand it. And that, of course, is what President Obama's been doing, and and uh, will continue to do. I'm sure he'll. Uh, well, look, for instance, IRS, IRS. Uh, they've already said, uh, the Obama administration, that the IRS is going to have to hire 2,000 more IRS agents in order just to deal with Obamacare and and figure out uh, who's obeying the law and who's, if they're not uh, buying in health insurance, that whether they paid their fee or tax or whatever it is, 2,000 more employees. And that probably won't be enough. I want to ask you about one other major issue uh, as you and I speak right now, uh, Fred, the president's giving a uh, national security address, right. and there are a couple of elements to it. Uh, one element is that the, the admission that the drone strike killed four Americans, mm-hmm. and that raises one issue for civil libertarians. The other issue is he wants to shut down Guantanamo Bay mm-hmm. and bring these enemy combatants to the United States where they will automatically have more civil protections mm-hmm. than they do now. And he's doing this with the backdrop of Benghazi. The Boston mm-hmm. bombings and yesterday's horrific, horrific act on the streets of, of England, just to name mm-hmm. three. 
is this a winning spot for this president to be on the side of give me more leeway, let's make things a little bit better for the terrorists? Yeah, no, I, I don't understand it at all, except uh, if the president is merely looking for a distraction. Mm-hmm. And he can say, well, you know, I mentioned in the State of the Union address and then uh, earlier this year as well after that that I wanted to uh, redeem my promise that I would close down uh, Guantanamo and, and now I'm going to do it and or I'm going to try to take some steps in that direction. I mean, one thing is, that's not a popular policy. Uh, it, it may be a popular policy in France and England, but it isn't a popular policy in the United States. I mean, who wants to get a few dozen uh, terrorists from Guantanamo in their neighborhood jail? I mean, nobody in America does. I think this is going to create real problems on Capitol Hill. And they, and, and why would he be doing it now? I mean, he may please a, a group of left-wing lawyers, but... Uh, other than that, there's really there's really no reason for it because yeah, there was a hunger a hunger strike among the terrorists at Guantanamo. I mean, is that are they the ones who drive American policy? Um, if they do, they uh, they certainly shouldn't. But uh, look, uh, presidents make irrational decisions and go in strange directions when they're other when they're under tremendous duress from scandals and. I think uh, that may explain it better than anything else. Going out and killing terrorists is a smart move politically. Welcoming terrorists to the United States, not so much. But I look forward, uh, Fred, to all of those liberal states like my home of Massachusetts yeah. uh, in welcoming the prison for these Guantanamo Bay detainees. Mm-hmm. I assume that the fine folks in Amherst or Wellesley or on the Cape will be happy to, <laughs> to welcome them. One more thing for you, uh, Fred. Uh, President Obama said during the speech that he believes – that the pull of extremism may have been part of the motive for the Boston bombings. Gee, you no think? It, <laughs> may have? May well, have. maybe? Just, just maybe. I mean, there's an outside chance that it might have been, huh? I just don't understand I mean, uh, why Why is it that the people in the, in, in, in the elites who would govern us, whether it's in the media or elected office, Fred, just can't say, look, Islam has a problem. Everyone sees that it has a problem. How about if we work together with moderate Muslims to try to fix the problem rather than denying that there's a problem? I just don't understand. I don't that understand that either, but, uh, but President Obama's in full, uh, 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 in full pretending that, uh, well, that uh, we, we can't call these people terrorists. We really don't know. And uh, we don't have the uh, final evidence yet, and on and on and on. I mean, look like the, uh, has Syria used uh, uh, chemical weapons or not? Well, no, we have to find out. We have to get the chain of custody <laughs> of the actual weapons themselves. I mean, that's a legal legal distinction that when you're, when you're fighting a war and you're dealing with people who are slaughtering their um, many uh, tens of thousands of their own citizens, and, and but you can't do anything before you n- nail down the chain of custody? Uh, I mean, what world are these people living in? Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. And thanks to audible.com for their special offer, a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Be sure to check out the special offer from audible.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.